the heart of the Pacific. In Honolulu, Hawaii. Apostolic Faith Church presents the Kingdom of God Crusade. Join us now for another hour of worship with Pastor Han, the church choir, and the band. We hope and pray that you'll find this next hour a blessing. Happy New Year and praise the Lord, everyone. I'm here, Pastor Billy Hahn, Jr. Thank you for joining us today. We welcome you to the Kingdom of God Crusade telecast, being brought to you every Sunday morning, not only here in Hawaii from 8 to 9 a.m., but also in parts of California from 6 to 7 a.m. on station XDTV channel 13 in San Diego, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSC channel 13 in Palm Springs, from 7 to 8 a.m. on station KBTV channel 8, and Comcast channel 230 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU-TV, channel 28 in Eureka, from 7 to 8 a.m. on station KVME, channel 20 in Los Angeles, San Bernardino, from 8 to 9 a.m. on station KOTR-TV, channel 11 in Monterey, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KCY, channel 9 in El Central California and Yuma, Arizona, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR, channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon, from 5 to 6 p.m. on station KZJO, channel 22 in Seattle, Washington. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KUCW, channel 30 of Ogden, Salt Lake City, Utah, and parts of Nevada and Wyoming. From 11 to 12 midnight on station KGBY-TV, channel 20 in Grand Junction, Colorado, and from 7 to 8 a.m. on Time Warner Cable channel 503 in New York City. If you'd like more information on our church and view our Kingdom of God Crusade telecast in its entirety, be sure to visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. The Apostolic Faith Church, located at 1043 Middle Street, is the headquarters of the gospel of the kingdom of God for the whole world, with a sign on the roof of the temple, Jesus coming soon. A landmark in Cali for over 95 years, and our prayer tower, the first of its kind in Hawaii, dedicated exclusively for prayer. The church was founded by the late Charles and Ada B. Lockbaum on August 4, 1923, and passed on to our late chief pastor, William M. Hansen, in 1959, who continued the gospel to its fullness. We hope and pray that this telecast will draw you closer to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and be a real blessing to you, our television audience, saints wherever you are, and the shut-ins, that is those living in the hospitals and conferences and homes. And should you need prayer or someone to pray over you, please don't hesitate to call the phone number designated at the conclusion of the telecast. At the beginning of every year, many people start making New Year's resolutions of things they want to change or improve about themselves in their lives. Losing weight, finding a job, paying off debts, and the list goes on. Although physical changes are essential, our spiritual improvements are just as significant. These things and more viewers are possible when we put our trusting faith in Christ Jesus. Our church choir, under the direction of Emilia Hahn, will sing for us this uplifting song entitled, Jesus Brought Me Out featuring Alicia Spotcalf on the trombone and Shayla Spotcalf on the trumpet. Accompanying our choir will be Edith Matsuki on the piano, Paul Carter on the organ.
the second coming of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ is vastly approaching, the journey for some of us are almost over. Have you gotten on the bandwagon heavenward by accepting Jesus into your heart, taking on his name in water baptism, and being blood washed, water washed, spirit filled, and living the life? If not, why not? Today is the day. Accept him because tomorrow is not promised to us. The church band under my leadership will play this anthem entitled Flight of Valor.
By the love and mercy of Jesus, we are alive with him. Though we are heavy laden with burdens and cares, the Lord says, come unto me and I will give you rest. Trusty associate pastor, Evan Sproke Sr. will exalt the name of Jesus on high for the things he has done for him in this resounding song entitled Majesty. A company Edward will be associate pastor Marvin being on the bass, Mason Asano singing on the guitars, Iris Lock on the drums, and myself on the piano. Worship his majesty unto Jesus be all glory, power, and praise. Majesty. Matthew 24, 44, it says, Therefore be ye also ready, for in such an hour as ye think not, a son of man cometh. Our church choir will sing for us a song entitled, The Coming of the Lord, featuring Sally Spotkaff on the flute, Hannah Asano and Seth Asano Jr. on the cellos, Emmeline Asano and Cherie Spotkaff on the violins. Please join in singing as the words appear on your television screen. Okay. 
The deep inner peace we experience comes only from knowing our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, the author and finisher of our faith. As we continue to read his words daily, it will strengthen each of us to testify to others about the Lord's coming and how we must be ready to meet him in the air. We're blessed with the God-given talents of Mason Asano Sr. as he plays for us on the ukulele, the song entitled, Let There Be Peace on Earth.
husband and wife duet, Associate Pastor Marvin and Sherlyn Abing, will sing this heartwarming song entitled, Sometimes Hallelujah. It gives me great pleasure to dedicate this wonderful song to Mr. Lawrence Scott Kastner's May you be blessed with God's love, pressed on and overflowing this life and that to come. Have a fantastic Sunday, Lawrence. Sometimes hallelujah, sometimes praise the Praise the Lord, everyone. I'm Associate Pastor Melvin Honda, and I would like to repeat our television time, stations, and locations in the continental United States for our viewing audience, especially if any of you plan to visit or reside in California, that these telecasts can now be viewed every Sunday morning 
from 6 to 7 a.m. on station XDTV channel 13 in San Diego, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSC channel 13 in Palm Springs, from 7 to 8 a.m. on station KBTV channel 8 and Comcast channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU TV channel 28 in Eureka, from 7 to 8 a.m. on station KVME channel 20 in Los Angeles, San Bernardino, from 8 to 9 a.m. on station KOTR TV channel 11 in Monterey, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KECY channel 9 in Southern South California and Yuma, Arizona, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon, from 5 to 6 a.m. on station KZJO channel 22 in Seattle, Washington, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KUCW channel 30 of Ogden, Salt Lake City, Utah, parts of Nevada and Wyoming, from 11 to 12 midnight on station KGBY TV channel 20 in Grand Junction, Colorado, from 7 to 8 a.m. on Time Warner Cable Channel 503 in New York City. If you'd like to know more about our gospel work and view our Kingdom of God Crusade telecast in its entirety, please visit our website on JesusComingSoon.org. And now concerning the gospel services here in our home state, Hawaii, services held at the temple every Tuesday and Friday at 7 p.m. On Sunday, gospel services start at 10 a.m. and divine healing services at 7 p.m. Sunday school for all ages begin at 9 a.m. and prayer services are held daily in the prayer tower at 2 p.m. except on Fridays at 10 a.m. At Okamiki Branch Church, located at 1361 Pololo Avenue, gospel services are held on Sundays and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. The same schedule is observed by neighbor island branch churches as services are also conducted by Pastor Reginald V. Castanera Sr. in Kanakakai, Molokai, by Pastor Kenneth M. L. in Lahaina, Maui, by Pastor Walter Aitin Law in Hilo, Hawaii, by Pastor Leonard K. Y. Asano Sr. in Koloa, Kauai, by Pastor Hannibal Espera in Balogo, Pikawain, and by Pastor Vesper Espera in President Rojas, Cotabato, Mindanao, Philippines. You are welcome to attend these services regardless of church affiliations. There are no collections. However, if you desire to voluntarily contribute to spot these telecasts and the Lord's work, you may do so by sending your donations to the address designated at the conclusion of the telecast. And now, I'd like to return our program back to Head Pastor Billy Hahn Jr., who will bring forth his Spirit-directed and Spirit-inspired sermon. Thank you, Melvin. Life is so full of problems that many people in the world today put their personal concerns ahead of Jesus. In spite of the message delivered in the song, Put Jesus First in Your Life, most often we tend to put Jesus second, third, or even lower on our list of priorities. For many, it's a difficult decision to choose to be faithful to the Lord or to the world, even though we know what the correct choice should be. Perhaps if we learn a little more about the Lord through sermons like the one I have entitled, No Time Left, the decision to choose the Lord will be a whole lot easier. Once again, we stand in the divine presence of God, hand in hand, ready to embark into another year with the Lord. God encourages us to enter this year with praise and thanksgiving and look forward by faith to the promises set before us, and especially the glorious hope of the church, which is the approaching return of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. A review of the past year surfaces many a dark cloud which have burst over the fortunes of nations and individuals as well. We have heard of wars, disasters like earthquakes and hurricanes, famines and other catastrophes which have claimed the homes, business and lives of many unexpectedly. Can any of these be attributed to God's wrath upon mankind? The foundations upon which America was formed has deteriorated. Thusly, we live in an atmosphere in which God has been forgotten and his statues forsaken. 
Nevertheless, we must continue in our quest to win souls for Jesus. In these closing days of time, the signs around us in earth and in the air point to the next most phenomenal event that is going to take place upon this earth, the coming of Jesus Christ in clouds of glory to catch away his waiting bride to dwell in that bright supernal mansion he has prepared on high. For our first scripture reading this morning, let us turn to John 14, 1-4. Let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. And whither I go, ye know, and the way ye know. Death will not be able to enter the place which God has prepared for us. And this we are assured of, that this is the joy and glorious destiny of the church. The dead in Christ who needs us lie shall be caught up first, and we who are living shall be translated. Time's clock is striking the hour, and yes, the time has run out indeed. Never since the world began has time been so precious. Days, night, hours, and minutes go by like shadows on the grass. The grains of sand in God's great hourglass are running low, thus warning all the world, Today is the day of salvation, if you will but hear his voice. Tomorrow may be too late. The signs that are very apparent across the face of the land are indicative of his return, urging the unbeliever, the backslider, the lukewarm, as well as the saintliness of the children of God to continue to work out one's salvation with fear and trembling. In these critical times, I urge you to avoid procrastination regarding your salvation. Let us read in Mark 1, 14 to 15. Now after that John was put in prison, Jesus came to Galilee preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God and saying the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent ye and believe the gospel. As we can see, Jesus came with a message of salvation, encouraging that one could inherit eternal life if repentance and faith in him were received. The vital question which must be considered is, are you saved? Although there are many denominations within the Christian realm, as well as extension of the Pentecostal body, the Bible tells us very clearly there is but one way to be saved, and it's the only approved method acknowledged by God that one's heart has fully turned to the Lord. Paul tells us in Romans 6.23, For the wages of sin is death. However, there is a solution. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. No man can save himself or keep his soul alive. Salvation is only possible through our Lord Jesus Christ, and it must begin with repentance. Let us read in Job 33, 8-12. Surely thou hast spoken in mine hearing, and I have heard the voice of thy words, saying, I am clean without transgression. I am innocent, neither is there iniquity in me. Behold, he findeth occasions against me. He counted me for his enemy. He putteth my feet in the stocks. He marketh all my paths. Behold, in this thou art not just. I will answer thee that God is greater than man. Are we so self-righteous to say that we are without sin or even able to retain our own life? Such thoughts are causing men to take that headlong plunge onto a road of destruction and finally eternal separation. However, God has provided a way of escape from the wrath to come. Let us read in Ephesians 2, 8 through 9. For by grace are we saved through faith and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. Not of works, lest any man should boast. In God, one will find equality. There is neither Jew nor Gentile, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. 
Jesus spoke of the need for a new birth in his talk with Nicodemus. Even though this Pharisee was a deeply religious man, dedicated and obedient to the law of God, it was necessary for him to be born again into God's family. Man cannot bring about this new birth by his own efforts any more than a baby can cause its own conception. Rebirth is something that God initiates and completes. A man becomes a new creature in Christ Jesus. Apart from this spiritual rebirth, a man remains outside of God's family. Let us read in John 3, 3 to 4. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? In John, the third chapter, in the fifth verse, Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. We were conceived in sin, therefore we must be born again into His righteousness in order to be part of His family. The correct biblical interpretation of the term born of water means to be baptized by immersion in the name of Jesus. Water baptism was instituted by Jesus and until this very day is still required because it is an action showing a good conscience toward God in order for one to be baptized. One must go down into the water, be buried in it, and then come up out of the water. This is how one is born again. Sprinkling or pouring water over a person is not baptism. Baptism means to dip, immerse, or plunge. Please remember, TV viewers, that it is not the water which washes away your sins, but it is the name and the blood of Jesus which do. To be born of the Spirit is the baptism of the Holy Ghost or the speaking in an unknown tongue, as you read in Acts 2.4. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Speaking in tongues is the only way cited in the Bible, which can be used to verify that an individual has received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Jesus tells us in John 7, 37, 38, in that last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. He that believeth on me, as the Scripture hath said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. A phenomenon which is in the minds of many remains unexplained, continues to bear unacceptable worship. However, in spite of what men may think, God established and formed the first church as a result of it on the day of Pentecost. Do you know who that spirit is? It is none other than our Lord Jesus Christ in the spirit dwelling amongst his people. Other thoughts you may have in your hearts are, why is the name so important? I've already been baptized by immersion according to Matthew 28, 19. Furthermore, how can you say my sins have not been remitted? Yes, viewers, though you find it difficult to accept, what you may have just said is correct. The name of God is Jesus. When you call upon his name as listed in the book of Acts and Romans, you are recognizing the power described in the scriptures. Matthew 28, 18-19, he infirmly instructed his disciples to go, teach, and baptize converts in his name. I ask you, is Father a name or Son or a Holy Ghost? They are not. They are titles. However, they are still terms which identify someone in particular. Let us read in 1 John 5, 7, For there are three that bear record in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost, and these three are one. 
in the Bible, there are no reference to anyone being baptized in the titles, but there is reference to many who were baptized in the name of Jesus. I encourage you to search your scriptures, for in them you will find eternal life. Let us read in Acts 2.38. Then Peter said unto them, Repent, and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and he shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. To place additional emphasis on that, let us read Acts 4.12. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men, whereby we must be saved. The basis of salvation is found in Mark 16.16. 16. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. So choose you this day whom you will serve, God or the devil. The narrow way leads to eternal life. The broad way leads to destruction. Therefore, as a word of warning, if you reject Christ and his way, you will not only miss the rapture, but suffer the wrath of God, which has been reserved for the children of disobedience. The time is moving quickly, and the days are being shortened for the very elect's sake. And for the unbeliever and the sinner, your time and distance preceding the return of the Lord is running out. These words are being uttered by all true born-again Christians today. Lord, come quickly. But the Lord holds back the clouds of disaster from falling upon the whole world. Why, you ask? It is due to the pure and simple fact that there are souls which have yet to be saved. And it is the faithful prayers of the saints that are withholding the total wrath of God. Each prayer is a plea for the souls in this lost and dying world. Gospel is being preached. We read Job 33, 14, For God speaketh once, yea, twice, yet man perceiveth not. The gospel must be preached across the face of the land, and then shall the end come. Therefore, why stand he idly by? There's much to do in so little time. Shouldn't we be busy upon our Father's business, especially in winning souls and preparing them for the coming of our Lord and Savior? Soon time will be no more. Today, many find no time for God. If you don't find time or make time now for the Lord, will he find time for you when you need him the most? In the time we are living, which is a time of uncertainties, including wars, distresses, perplexities, and our foremost attention should be focused upon the Lord, serving him only without distraction. Paul tells us in Hebrews 10, 25, not forsaking the assembling of yourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another, and so much more as you see the day approaching. Above the rooftop of a familiar landmark, the Apostolic Faith Church Temple at 1043 Middle Street is a large lighted sign bearing the message, Jesus coming soon. It is a message and a warning to every believer in Christ Jesus, be ready. And to every unbeliever, prepare yourself to meet him. People throughout the years have mocked and scoffed at that sign. Many are asking, where is the promise fulfilling all of his coming? To such skeptics, I simply explain, his soon is not our soon. His time is not our time, for one day with the Lord is as a thousand years and a thousand years as one day. The Lord is not slack concerning his promises to us, word. His promises are yea and amen. Many have also inquired, why was the sign with those particular words placed over the rooftop? In a vision, the Lord revealed unto our late pastor, Charles Lockbaum, that such a sign should be erected on the roof of the first permanent structure. Consequently, the sign has thus become the identity of all apostolic faith churches in the Hawaiian Islands and the Philippines. Countless souls have been saved because of that sign, and many more will continue to be saved as well. Despite the present upheavals throughout the world, there is none fact, there is one fact which is certain the Lord Jesus Christ will return. 
The passing of each day brings the currents of this glorious event that much closer. Let us read what Paul writes in Romans 13, 11, and then knowing the time that now it is high time to awake out of sleep, for now is our salvation nearer than when we believed. Civilization is crumbling because of sin. Men everywhere are puzzled, knowing not which way to turn to solve their perplexities. However, amidst it all, the promises of the Lord remains, I will come again. There will be two appearances at that one coming. The promise of his second event needs to be differentiated from his return in glory to earth. First, he will come for his saints. Second, he will come to the earth to judge the nations. Read 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, 16 to 17. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, and with the trump of God. And the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. For those of us today living in such difficult times, these are very comforting words indeed. When Jesus returns, he will come for all those who are born again and looking for him. However, the meeting place will be in the air, and what a meeting it will be, the likes of which is beyond description. The final question is, are you saved so that you will be among the airborne when Jesus arrives? Jesus Christ himself spoke of that wrath to come that is a great tribulation. Let us read in Matthew 24, 21. For then shall be the great tribulation, such as was not since the beginning of the world to this time, no, nor ever shall be. We also read in what Paul states in 2 Thessalonians, the second chapter, 8 to 12, and then, the, and then shall the wicked, that is Antichrist, shall be revealed, whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth, and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming, even him whose coming is after the working of Satan, with all power and signs and lying wonders, and with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish, because they receive not the love of the truth, that they might be saved. And for this cause, God shall send them strong delusion that they should believe a lie, that they all might be damned who believe not the truth, but have pleasure in unrighteousness. Yes, viewers, the Lord prays with you now to accept him and be saved. Should he choose not to ever believe the gospel of the kingdom of God, that selfsame gospel he preached, which is the good news that Jesus saves, Jesus heals, Jesus baptizes, the Holy Ghost and fire, and that Jesus is coming soon, then in the end, you will be separated from God forever. It is certainly a complete gospel for soul, body, and spirit, and it will withstand time. How else can you expect to come to God after Jesus has come and the Holy Spirit has been taken away from this earth? I'm sure this is one event, and I speak now of the great tribulation that you'll want to avoid. The great tribulation is referred to as the seven years of Jacob's trouble. What a terrible time it is going to be. What is your way of escape, you ask? The answer is simple, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is coming back as king of the earth and judge of the nations, as you read in Revelations 19, 11 to 16. And I, that is John the Beloved, saw heaven open, and behold, a white horse, and he that sat upon him was called Faithful and True, and in righteousness he doth judge and make war. And he hath on his vesture and his thigh a name written, King of kings and Lord of lords. Yes, he is coming back with his saints to rule and reign over this earth. And you can be one of them by accepting Jesus Christ as your personal savior. And the final thing concerning his coming can be likened to a supreme court but in which Christ himself will be the supreme judge. He will decide the fate of the wicked dead. This event is also referred to as a great white throne judgment. Let us read in Revelation 20, 11 to 15. And I saw a great white throne and that sat on it, from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away, and there was found no place for them. 
And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God. And the books were opened. And another book was opened, which is the book of life. Please note that when you are saved, your names are written in the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it. And death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them. And they were judged, every man according to their works. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. This is the final judgment. The subjects are the dead, but the redeemed are destined to be raised from among the dead. One thousand years prior to being the glory with Christ for the duration, thus the dead described can only be the wicked dead, including the sum total of them who will be from the beginning of time to that of the setting up of the great white throne judgment. In this life, you are born twice. You die once. On the other hand, if you are born once, you die twice. This second death is actually eternal death in sins, separation from God. The second death does not mean complete annihilation, but eternal banishment from God's presence. In this case, unending banishment. I'm sure you can recall the story of the rich man and Lazarus, as you call it in Luke 16, 19 to 31. One's destiny is determined by the decision which he makes today. Thus, we learn of the eternal state of the saved and the predicament of the remorse of the unsaved. As for the saved, God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. And to the unsaved, Jesus declares in Matthew 25, 41, Then shall he say also unto them on the left hand, Depart from me, cursed into the everlasting fire. Prepare for the devil and his angels. So be mindful that the time is short and time is running out. What kind of Christian should we be? For an illustration, let's take the face of a watch or clock. We should all be like a clock or a good watch and possess an open face. Be like pure gold, quietly busy and full of good works. Finally, we should always be on time for the Lord. Remember, the Lord is never too slow or too fast. He is always on time. We are heading to glory. We close with this message from Luke 21, 25 to 28. And there shall be signs in the sun and in the moon and in the stars and upon the earth, distress of nations with perplexity, the sea and the waves roaring, men's hearts failing them for fear and for looking after those things which are coming on the earth for the powers of heaven shall be shaken. And then shall they see the Son of Man coming in cloud with great power and great glory. And when these things begin to come to pass, then look up and lift up your heads for your redemption draweth nigh therefore we must forget the past and reach forth into those things which are before pressing toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of god in christ jesus there is nothing but victory ahead for all of us if we hold fast to the truth and the name of jesus we must ring in the new year with a song in our hearts shout with voices of triumph and praise and thank the lord for all he has done for us in the past and for what he would do for us in the future let us accelerate and possess the blessings and heritage which are ours this is your host pastor billy hanjin wishing you all a very happy new year we hope and pray that our program has truly been a blessing to you and the perfect way to help you start the new year. And until our next telecast, I'd like to express my sincerest appreciation to each of you who have allowed us to come into your homes. May the good Lord bless and keep you all in the hollow of his hands. If you'd like to know more about God's Word, the church, and review these telecast presentations in its entirety, please visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. Our church band will close the Kingdom of God Crusade telecast with a song entitled, Hold the Fort.
the preceding program was paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church.